Blog Talk Radio. This is that feeling that you get right before you pull into the water box, or right after you do your burnout, check them straps, roll your neck a little bit, take a couple deep breaths, you bumping it in, and you let go. Well, this is the top of the bottom, and you know you crushed it. You get the 500 foot out, and you start beating the pedal out of that thing. You get to the finish line, you knock them, drop them, whatever you do. This is that feeling right here. version of the Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap-Up Show. Presented by Shelby's Automotive and Race Engines. Yes, it's the last weekend for the NHRA Lucas Oil Drag Racing Series National Events. It's the last weekend for the NHRA Mellow Yellow Drag Racing Events. The champs have been crowned. Some are calling it a career. Some are planning on 18. Some have smoke coming out their ears, which we'll talk about a little later on. Um, <laughs> but we're going to have all the results from the World Finals at Pomona. Uh, we, both Kelly and I are so super-duper happy that you can join us on this beautiful Monday that it's snowing in New Hampshire. Screw snow. That's all I'm say. <laughs> Well, isn't that special? So I'm say, I hate snow. I hate snow so bad. But we also going to have joining us tonight your Division 5 Stock Eliminator champ, Ryan Montfort. And then also at 8 o'clock tonight, Steve Parsons going to be joining us. So we have tons of stuff to talk about. We have a giveaway tonight. Let me turn around and get it because I'm on Facebook Live. A 
California car duster, brand new, in the little package hootsie thing that it comes with. You see it right here? Vanna White, but I will try my best. <laughs> so we'll be giving that away a little later on. The uh, the balloting for putting your name in is closed. For those of you on Facebook Live, you see the official selection hat of uh, Wheels Up Radio presented by Lucas Oil, the hat that is. Inside the hat, you will see all the names. See those pretty little white pieces of paper right there? Those are all the contestants. And I'm actually very proud to say that uh, the last person to enter was who we shall refer to as Lady Hardifer. Lady Hardifer. Oh. Lady Hardifer. Your girl, Laura. <laughs> we call her Laura-fer. Laura-fer. <laughs> so, well, and then well, also, just just because, well, we like to have fun, we're going to include a hashtag Damn it Petro sticker that you have to put on your race car and take a picture of it. And you have to keep it on through the entire 2018 season. So we'll pick out a, pick out a funky color. This one, this particular one that I hold in my hand is called Oil Slick. I'm not even 100 percent sure what it really looks like. Let's take a second here. While well, uh, while we're taking a second, uh, we are so proud, honored, and thrilled that uh, PJ North has allowed us to use his new song. And Kelly, would you? Oh, these look cool. Wow. Ooh, I like this. Oh, dude. It's like mirrored. Oh, that's badass. I want one. I'll put one on my hat. <laughs> so, PJ North, his brand new song. Uh, he's graciously allowed Kelly and I to use it for the last month or so on Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap Up Show. Um, and, Kel, how would the people out there get to get a free download of said song, plus much, much more, from the only singer? racer, rapper, songwriter extraordinaire involved in this crazy little sport that we all know and love. Okay. So let me tell you a story. All right. This is going to have to stick till February, so y'all better listen to me and, like, re-record this or whatever you got to do here. So Write it down. Take notes, people. There will be a test. Take take notes. Okay. So um, what you got to do is you go on to wherever you stream, download, purchase your music, because, you know, nobody has CDs anymore. They have their phones. So um, you can use Spotify. You can use Google Play. You can use iTunes, anything, whatever you use. You download, you stream, you purchase, whatever you have to do for your uh, choice of music uh, streaming audio, you know, account, um, or your what they call it. They call it something like interesting, like, you know, but I forget now. I'm sure I'll think of it like in the middle of the entire show. Anyway, um, music service. You go to your music service of choice and you um, buy, purchase, stream, whatever you want to do. Um, and it's got to be PJ North's new EP. It's called If This Is It. There's like six or seven songs on there. Uh, my personal favorite is I Like The Way You Drink. I also like There's Always Vegas. There's a couple songs on there. Um, take a picture of you jamming out, take a still shot, you know, whatever. Be creative. You know, don't be creative. It's not a big deal. Um, you, uh, Creativity take, rocks. Take, 
Hmm? Creativity rocks. Creativity does rock if you can. But I don't want to distract anybody. If you're lazy and you just want to take a screenshot, you know, tell people, you know, post it on Instagram, tag TJ, tell them what your favorite song is. Go then um, send a message to PJ with your information. I believe it is your email address and your, well, I guess your Instagram account would be on there. And send it to PJ, and then he will send you a link to a free download of his newest bracket rap song, which is the one that we were playing earlier. That's right. Which is one last ride. So it's very Which good. Everybody who listens to this show ha- um, has heard the first maybe two minutes of it. I think I played it once a little long, and we played it played it in its entirety a couple months ago. Um, it is so worth it. This is that feeling that you get right before you pull into the water box. Right after you do your burnout, check them straps, roll your neck a little bit, take a couple deep breaths, you bumping it in. And you let go of it, the top of the bottom, and you know you crushed it. You get the 500 foot out, you start beating the pedal out of that thing. You get to the finish line, you knock them, drop them, whatever you do. The, the fir- if I remember right, the first night that he gave that gave us permission to use it, we played the whole the entire thing at the end of the show. It's yeah. an awesome song. It is. It is. I re- highly recommend. Everybody doing what I just said, download it, stream it, whatever you got to do. Send a message to PJ if you're doing it. Tag him on a public post. Download it and download it into your playlist, your racing playlist, because I don't know about y'all. I have a racing playlist. I Chris has heard my music in the car. It's loud and obnoxious. But Guilty. you know what? It pumps me up. Yeah, it pumps me up, though, and it and it's funny, the first weekend I really focused on doing it, I got to the finals and kind of never looked back. It just, it's something that is, it can kind of drain out, you know, drown out the noise and everything else, and I very much enjoy it, so I uh, I will continue to do that, and yeah, CJ North is heavily on her feet. Yes, I got that pick. That was another time I got that pick. It was a year after, I think. I've been I've been playing music, I think, three seasons now, and it's been cool. I got well, a playlist, I got a yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, and then I'm if you're doing... older, like me, if you're older, like me, mm-hmm. then you like this. could be as cool as I was. Okay, I'm checking out my racing playlist. Yeah, the first one, two, three, five. The first five songs are PJ North. Then, uh, oh, Rich by Marin Morris is on here. Cowboys Like Us by How about the Motorhead? Oh, Rival Sons, that's some good stuff. The Struts, Fifth Harmony. Uh, Kaleo, right Record Company, Weekend, Demi Lovato. I have my 
I have like, this is a psychological profile on my playlist. I have everything on here. I have Bruno Mars, Survivor, ACDC, Loverboy, Philly Squire, Stimwich, Philly Squire. Ooh, I actually turned it on. <laughs> Journey, Molly Crew, ELO, <laughs> Fabulous. Oh, ELO, ELO rocks. Yeah, man. There's Evil Woman. Wrong with that. Yeah, Evil Woman. Evil. That's a good song. How about any of the oh, songs from Cowboy Okay, I'm done. I'm done now. (laughs) So, like I said, we got a whole lot of stuff to talk about tonight. So, with that being said, let's grab a quick commercial break. We'll let Kelly get her glass of water, take seven or eight deep breaths, and we'll get to it. Get to talking. We'll be right back. Just like drag racing, it's all about having the power you need when you need it. It's the same for your business. You need power to keep the lights on and business humming. That's where Power Technologies Electrical Contractors comes in. Your single source electrical contractor for all your industrial, commercial, retail, and fire alarm needs. Proudly serving New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Maine, PowerTech has the staff and the equipment to get your project done on time and on budget. It's all about the power at Power Technologies Electrical Contractors. Call them at 603-898-4223. That's 603-898-4223. Or check them out online at powertechnh.com. Founded in 1959, S&W Performance Group is known worldwide as the leader in drag race chassis development and innovation. Their custom-built, award-winning S&W race cars are used by many of the leading NHRA and IHRA professional nostalgia and sportsman race teams. Their 27,000-square-foot headquarters houses a full line of affordable chassis kits, roll bars and roll cages, suspension parts, rollers to complete race cars, and much more. Specialized made-in-the-USA bolt-on products by S&W Race Parts, CamaroGuys.com and MustangGuys.com are used by do-it-yourselfers and professionals around the world. S&W Rod Parts are designed for use in custom cars, pro street cars, pro touring cars, street rods, and rat rods. Specialized components are also produced for off-road trucks and RVs. The commercial division, S&W Precision Specialties, provides water jet cutting, MIG and TIG welding, sheet metal forming, round or rectangular tube bending, and a full-service machine shop that includes custom-built trophies and awards. For more information, visit www.swracecars.com or call 800-523-3353. Now, you may be asking, I know you, you heard me say one commercial, but I'll tell you right now. The reason we played that SNW Race Cars commercial is because our own Kelly Barbado is going to be repping for SNW Race Cars and also doing a build thread, build blog, um, on a car that her and her dad have been hemming and hawing about 
um, <laughs> for a while, for a few years. Yes. So, um, yeah, she went over. She got the chance to talk to Mike and Randy at S&W, and she was offered the chance to, to rep on some of their parts, so she's going to do that. And um, she's also going to do a blog when she has the time to do it and talk about not only the parts, the quality of the parts, but the installation, the builder, the whole car, um, everything. So it's going to be badass for not only her, but for S&W. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited uh, to be doing this. It's one of those projects that always has seemed in the past man, five years, been on the back burner, you know. Every year it's like, you know, a motor needs to get redone or I find a golf cart in the Poconos that I want to redo. But <laughs> but really, it finally seems to be the year that we're going to actually be able to give time to do it. And I'm really excited. And, yeah, uh, we picked up the first uh, set of parts this past weekend. Picked up the subframe connector, so I'm going to be putting that all in. And, um at some point, like I was telling Randy, I said, you know, I, I said we're going to start with the first thing because I'm like, I know how this time of year is, and it's pain. This, it's, you know, it's cookie day and everything, which I love. So, I mean, I'm not hating on cookie day. Um, and then shopping and all that fun stuff. But, um, you know, me and Dad are going to try to get as much done before Christmas and then after Christmas, after the banquet and all that stuff, going to be hammered down and you know, hopefully some point next summer we figure it realize, like, hey, I think it's time to bring this thing out to the racetrack. So we're excited. Probably uh, some 1150 Index, some Pro Dial, maybe some Super Pro, and uh, God forbid, maybe some Super Street. Uh, God forbid something needs a, you know, one of the other cars is down, or we feel like bringing three cars to the track. Maybe throw the Jakester in Super Street. So should be fun. I'm excited. There you go. Cool. So – there's two high-quality teams representing one of the best in the business, and also you guys are competitors in the Mid-Atlantic .90 Association, so congratulations to all of you. Um, having two teams that run the .90 Association that are reps for SW is huge, so kudos yeah, to everybody involved. And the cool thing is, is that it's two different kinds of entities. Um, I think everybody sort of knows S&W as a chassis builder. The deal is, is that, you know, at, for me, it's a bolt-on. For me, it's bolt-on product. I have a chassis builder. I've always talked about Larry King. Great guy. Great builder. Not, and, you know, and I'm not taking anything away from S&W's race car build, but I have him as my chassis builder. The cool thing about S&W right now is they are really bringing along bolt-on products because not everybody has the time, money, or anything to ch take their car to a chassis shop or, you know, or spend the money or trying to get custom things made for a car like a 94Z28. You know, they've been working very hard trying to get their name out there that, you know, I, me and my dad can be putting on this stuff and basically make a great, hopefully competitive 1150 car in our garage with his, this, these great bolt-on products. So, you know, it's sort of two different, you know, aspects of it. We got, a, you know, the, you know, Dave Long's fully S&W vehicle, you know, dragster, very competitive. And we have, you know, the bolt-on products. You can go over to S&W, you can get it shipped to you, pop them on your car yourself. You know, no fuss, no must, so, you know, and 
you can be as competitive as somebody who picked a running car up from S&W. So sort of what they're striving for right now, and that's great. That's awesome. Very cool. Very, very, very mm-hmm. cool. So. Excited. Excited. As long as there's not another section going on. No, it's not going to. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be street legal by the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, this past weekend was the season finale for. Uh, NHRA National and Divisional Championships. Everything was settled. The The checks were written. The pictures were taken. So, uh, Kelly, do your thing, young lady. Okay. So, we will start with Top Fuel. Brittany Force, who is your new 2017 world champion in Top Fuel, he, she defeated Sean Langdon. Oh, by the way, she is a friend of the show. She did come on. I got to interview her and tell her about my awesome T-shirt I have. So I think i got to wear that T-shirt again pretty soon. Um, Funny card, Tommy Johnson Jr. defeated the uh, 2017 world champion Robert Height. Uh, And pro stock, Bo Butner, who is your 2017 world champion, defeated Tanner Gray. Uh, Pro stock motorcycle, Andrew Hines, defeated uh, 2017 world champion Eddie Kraywick. So basically, all the world champs were in the finals, in the top four, or in the four finals, in the four pro finals, as I'm trying to speak. All right. Um, And we're going to get you points right after we finish the sportsman categories. Top alcohol dragster, Sean Cowie over Julie Natas, which big props to Julie. Um, I believe it's her second race in um, the Myers um, race car, and she went a 5.11 ET, which yep. is unheard of these days. I mean, that's we're, – we're talking, like, that, that – you haven't heard an ET like that since, like, I'm going to go, like, 100% nitro, like when the injected nitro cars had 100% nitro. I believe now they're in the 95 range, 95 to 90 range. So that was quite impressive to hear see a five a five eleven pop up on the board. So congratulations, Julie. Yeah. I believe it was uh, two eighty four was the was the uh speed out of that too. That is flying. That is out of control. Um Top check. Alcohol Funny Yeah. Um Top Alcohol Funny Card, John Lombardo Junior over Annie Whiteley. Comp Eliminator, Dan Fletcher over Tom Mettler. Superstock, Robert Cruzen over Jimmy DeFrank, a friend of ours. He sells uh, car covers. I know it's that time of year. Great car covers, and they're guaranteed. I actually had an issue with one of the car covers I bought. Returned, or I didn't even need to return. I just had to fill out a form, show, take a picture of the damaged area, and they sent me a brand-new car cover. So um, great service, and I really appreciate that. So thank you, Jimmy DeFrank. Um, Stock Eliminator, Austin Williams, who is ironically the Super Comp World Champion, defeated Chris Stevenson. Super Comp, Bobby Dye Jr. over Tanner Theobald. Super Gas, Steve Parsons, who we should be having on the show in a little bit, defeated Mike Wiblishhauser. And the Summit um, Sportsman categories, which were competed, these are all the winners from all the bracket finals. 
plus one extra from each class. I believe it's the race of champions or runner up in the class. I forget, or you get to choose. Um, Summit Super Pro Todd Martin, who came from Island Dragway, defeated Dale Green. Summit Pro Jason Patterson defeated Butch Reinrich, who is also a Division One guy. Um, Summit Sportsman Troy Johnson over Jake Howard. And Summit Pro Bike Riley Toth over Kurt Franklin. And your special awards number one qualifier for, top, for uh, Pro Stock, the Canon Filters Horsepower Challenge Award, Greg Anderson. Your Mickey Thompson Tires Pro Bike Battle Award goes to Eddie Krawick. Your Edelbrock Never Rest Performer of the Race is John LaBoose Jr., who was your 2017 Supergas World Champion after um, his, toughest, his closest opponent, Chris Cannon, won out second round on Saturday. He had to win the race to win the world, or had, had to win that round to win the world, and unfortunately did not for his sake. For John's sake, good thing. So, uh, mother's best green car, Kenny Snow, in his beautiful blue with flame 67 Chevy Nova. And it's a super gas car. So, congratulations. And, um, Chris, if you'd like, I will continue with the top ten. Or if you would like to stop and discuss anything, I can do so. No, let's hit the top ten, and then we'll uh, kind of go from there. Okay. All right. Deep breath. All right. Top fuel, Brittany Force. Here's your, okay, so we're going to do the top ten of all the classes. So if you're looking for this, I'm going to give it to you right now. All right. Top fuel, Brittany Force, Steve Torrance, Doug Coletta, Antron Brown, Leah Pritchett, number six, Clay Milliken, Sean Langdon, Tony Schumacher, Terry McMillan, and number ten, Scott Palmer. Funny card, number one, Robert Height, followed by Ron Capps, Courtney Force, Jack Beckman, Matt Hagen, number five, Tommy Johnson Jr., John Force, Tim Wilkerson, J.R. Todd, and Cruz Hatchigan rounding out the top ten. Pro Stock, Bo Butner, Greg Anderson, Jason Line, Tanner Gray, Drew Skillman, Erica Enders, Jed Coughlin Jr., Alan Johnson, Chris McGeha, and number ten, Vincent Nobile. Pro Stock Motorcycles, Eddie Krawick, who's your world champion, followed by Andrew Hines, Ellie Tonglet, Scotty Polachek, Jerry Savoie, Matt Smith, Hector Arana Jr., Karen Stauffer, Joey Gladstone, and Angie Smith. Pro Mod, number one, Troy Coughlin, followed by Matt, Mike Castellana, Steve Jackson, Shane Molinari, Sidney Frigo, Jonathan Gray, Steve Whiteley, Steve Matusik, Ricky Smith, and Kali Dabalushi. Top Fuel Harley, Jay Turner, uh, Ricky House, Ty Tharp. Kevin Boyer, Robert Malloy, Michael Pellerine, Tracy Kyle, Mike Scott, Randall Andrus, and number 10, Andrew, Andy Bocheman. Top alcohol dragster, Joey Severance, Sean Cowie, Megan Meyer, Josh Hart, Jackie Frick, number 5, the pride of Division 1. Uh, number 6, Chris Demke, uh, Dan Page, Robin Sansel, ja- uh, Justin Ashley, and number 10, Marty Thacker. Top Alcohol Funny Car, Shane Westerfield, number one, followed by John Lombardo, Jr., Doug Gordon, Anne-Marie Whiteley, Sean Bellamy, Phil Burkhardt, Jr., Chris Hull, Andrew Bowles, Steve Gasparelli, and number 10, Jay Payne. Comp Eliminator, David Rampey, number one, followed by Frank Aragona, Jr., Troy Galbraith, Bruno Massel, Jeff Lane, William Hatcher, the third, Brian Hirestay, Clint Neff, 
Ryan Warder, and number 10, Greg Kaplan. Kaplan, sorry. I always mix that up. I'm like, Ugh. trying to talk my tongue. Yeah. All right, moving on to Superstock. Um, we had him on the show a couple weeks ago, Justin Lamb, followed by Kevin Helms, David Rampey, Jody Lang, Aaron Stanfield, Jimmy DeFrank, Greg Stanfield, Tyler Kahili, Jason DeForest, and Byron Warner. Stock, uh, Justin Lamb again with the double-ups, the Stock World Champion. Um, he was hoping it was going to happen. Um, he wasn't exactly sure when we talked to him, but it was official now. Um, so he's uh, number one in Stock 2, uh, followed by Kevin Helms, Jeff Strickland, Larry Gilly, Jody Lang, Jeff Lopez, Brett, uh, Brett Candy, Jeff Atkinson, Jerry Edmonds, and Another Pride of Division one Bubba Winky the Star. Good job, Bubba. Um, Super Comp, Austin Williams, number one, followed by John LaBouche Jr., Gary Sinnott, Luke Bagaki, Jeremy Demers, Marco Pervolius, Jacob Belrod, Alan Savage, Nick Folk, and Trevor Larson, finishing out the top ten. Super Gas, John LaBouche Jr. moves up a spot from Super Comp to the number one spot in Super Gas. Congratulations. Again, had to wait until two days ago to finally figure this out if he was a champion and he was um that was followed by chris cannon ray miller the third rusty cook jacob elrod mike sawyer tim nicholson terry keddington john taylor and frank altilio we're down to two more classes top dragster lynn <laughs> ellison who we had on the show last week followed by paul nero steve kasner mike mike coughlin jeff strickland John Straswig, Kyle Seipel, Kevin Brannon, Danny Nelson, and Ross Laris. And finishing it off, top sportsman, number one, Jeffrey Barker, followed by Sandy Wilkins, Ed Open, Richard Oakerman, Brian War, Jeff Rooks, Mark McDonald, Don O'Neill, Joe Rubicek, and finishing it off, number 10, Ronnie Proctor Sr. And that is all of your top 10 in the world. Congratulations to you all. You all deserve it. And anybody who is out in California right now, congratulations. Enjoy all of this. You know, it's not something that happens all the time. You may have these crazy guys that double up and finish in the top ten every time, but, you know, winning the world is amazing. Yes. I shall return in just a moment. Okay. So that means that that is a perfect time for me to um, talk about about one uh, race this weekend. It was fun in the sun down in Brainton, Florida. Unfortunately, there were supposed to be four races and only two got in due to weather. Um, Friday's $10,000 to win was Gary Williams over David Guerra. And Saturday's 10000 to win was Troy Williams Jr. over Amy Crosby. So, unfortunately, that was pretty much it for the weekend. And, uh, yeah, they, uh, they unfortunately had a lot of rain. Um, unfortunately had some issues um, with some crashes, um, you know, as the dew was coming in. So they uh, had to uh, call it a night early in some cases. So, but yeah, um, hopefully that race has a little bit better luck next year. And I guess I believe there is some stuff coming up in another couple weeks um, down south, some foot break stuff Thanksgiving weekend. I'm um, not sure if there is any big money races this coming weekend, but um, they sort of get sprinkled in down south um, in the summertime, in the fall, 
But I do know there is that footbreak race in a couple weeks. Um, and we have the grocery get a race at Echo next weekend. And I'm unfortunately not able to attend. And Chris is back. Alrighty then. All right, everybody. We have our first guest joining us tonight. Uh, would you all please welcome Ryan Montford to Wheels Up Radio. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how are you doing, Kelly? I'm good. Congratulations, uh, Division 5 stock champion. Yes, thank you very much. How does it feel? Uh, you know, it feels it feels great. It, it feels really great because we came into the season, you know, I wasn't really expecting to even run for a division championship because we weren't going to even attend enough races to really uh, contend for one. But the way it worked out, we ended up doing it. And then here we are now. So it feels, it feels really great. And I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around it. <laughs> so you took the, I'm not trying to win the champion uh, championship. I'm just trying to have fun this year. Kind of thought in the beginning of the year, it seems like. Well, that's actually a very true statement because we were planning on going to one and maybe two at the most divisionals, but then we went to Great Bend, our very first one that's kind of in our backyard, so we normally hit that one and then end up winning the race. And then so it just kind of went from there. It's like, well, we started off pretty good, you know, so we ended up going to uh, the Topeka Double Divisional. Um, we originally weren't going to go to that race. I was going to be racing at the – NMCA race in Chicago that weekend, but instead of going to Chicago, we're like, well, let's go see since it's a double divisional, two races one weekend. If we can go out there and you know do halfway decent, then we'll just kind of take it from there. Uh, didn't do terribly great there, but did decent enough to, that we were still in contention. Um, then so Earlville came up, and we were like, well, let's go out to Earlville and see what happens there. We're lucky enough to get the runner-up out there, and then after that, it's like, man, we got a real shot at this thing. <laughs> so then we ended up going to Noble, Oklahoma. Um, that was the originally only the second divisional divisional that we were probably planning on going to. Um, got our butts whipped out there first round, and then uh, luckily enough, the St. Louis divisional race ended up getting rescheduled from when it was supposed to be prior in the year, and it worked out in our schedule to go out there and that was our final race. So yeah, that's why I say I wasn't really planning on racing for the division title this you know, starting out the season, but it just kinda worked that way. hmm Now when did you get word that you were the champ? Like did you have to wait we were just talking about how John Laboose Junior had to wait until Saturday to find out that he was Super Gas World champ when um uh Chris Cannon went out second round at Pomona when did mm-hmm. you um, did you have to wait till Vegas? Did you just kind of look at people around you and sort of know what you know what was going on? If anybody was going to Vegas, if everybody was raced out? No, so I knew I wasn't for sure. So after the St. Louis Divisional race, um, I knew the only person that could catch me was Brett Spear. Um, he ended up winning St. Louis, so it put a lot of pressure on me. Uh, I knew that he had to go out to Vegas, the divisional, and win two rounds. And so that didn't really set well with me. The only thing I was kind of thinking at the time, he ended up racing his father in the final round of the St. Louis divisional. 
And I was thinking, uh, he's, you know, his dad's going to give him the race. They're going to go out to Vegas. He has to win two rounds. It's going to be, you know, relatively easy for Brett Spear. Him, from all I could tell, him and his dad ran that final round. And um, Brett ended up winning it anyways. But after that, I was like, man, if he and his dad ran the final round the way they did, you know, they actually raced each other. I was like, I don't think he's going to go out to Las Vegas or surely they wouldn't have chanced that round. So, yeah. Um, he ended up going out to Vegas. And once I saw his name on the qualifying sheet, I'm not going to lie. I was like, man, you tell me Brett Spear has to win two rounds to pass you. I do not like my chances. <laughs> uh, the way it worked. The way it ended up working out, um, he ended up getting beat second round. And we were actually, my girlfriend and I were at home watching it on the live feed on YouTube, so we pretty much knew instantly. Um, but, yeah, so it was it was a long weekend watching because qualifying started, like, on Thursday, and they didn't mm-hmm. end up running second round until Sunday morning. So it was oh, a long my weekend. God. <laughs> yeah. Did, was there any thought about you going to Vegas or – or are you just going to let the cards fall? Because you did have another race you could have claimed, or I guess you could replace. You had the 50 you could replace. That's correct. Yeah, I knew – no, we knew going into St. Louis that that was, that was it for us, that Vegas really wasn't part of the equation. So, yeah, no, for us going out to Vegas, that really wasn't ever uh, an option. Mm-hmm. Now, tell everybody about your car. You got um, a car – pretty popular these days yes so the car i race is a 2013 copo camaro we race it in factory stock c um i've pretty much been racing it since 20 uh, like halfway through the 2014 season and we raced it quite a bit in 2015 and 2016 and then like i said this year we kind of dialed it back a little bit i only raced a couple national events and then the six divisionals but yeah so it's a it's a great car to drive it's that car is so predictable and um, all the guys at Patterson elite performance, they do all the prep work on it in between races and just going into each race. I know that I put that car up against any other car in the nation. I, that car just, it repeats and it's predictable and it's, it's just a really, really good, great fun car to drive. That's cool. Now I saw that you actually, that you have another car now, like Chris showed me your Facebook page. You have like a looks like somewhere between a seventy and a half or a seventy three Camaro. Is that yours also? Uh, that's a car that my stepdad actually owns. But that, yeah, that's a bracket car that him and I race here locally, mainly at Harlan Park, Topeka. Okay. No, I, I had to say I, I saw that and I go, that is beautiful. That is. Uh, I have. I'm a Camaro girl. I have. I race a sixty eight, but I would love like a set like somewhere between a seventy and a half and. A 73 one day, that would be – and yours looks beautiful. Thank you very much. Yeah, we get quite a few compliments on that car. We, we've done quite a bit of work to it. and uh, Yeah, I love that body style. You know, at first I wasn't overly fond of it, but you go to mm-hmm. the racetrack and there's not a whole lot of cars that are that body style. You know, it seems like everybody and their brother has a 67, 68, 69, somewhere in there. But the, mm-hmm. you don't see a whole lot of that body style. And, yeah, I just – I've come to – I just absolutely love that car. It's a lot of fun to drive. Yeah. No, I, I agree. It is definitely – even a 68, like I always wanted a 69, and I ended up with a 68 and at first. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I really want a 69. <laughs> but it is true. Even like out of those three, you know, everybody – like a lot of people have a 69. So it's pretty cool to have just 
to have a 68 is kind of different and to have you know a 70 any of basically any of the second gens there's there's just not yeah. that many and especially the early yeah. second gens they've been they are very tough to find but yeah you have you have a beauty right there thank you very much um so is there anybody that you would, i'm sure you have a lot of people you'd like to thank so go ahead yeah, there is the, a very long list, but um, at the top of the list would be Terry Peterson. He's the uh, the guy behind Omaha Track and how you know I came to – he's the car owner, and uh, that's the whole reason that I'm able to even have this opportunity. Uh, so, yeah, him and everybody at Omaha Track. And um, very next on that list would be Todd and Alan Patterson. They're a huge reason of why I'm even able to drive this car as well because – uh, long story short, Terry was looking for somebody to drive the car uh, back in 2014, and he kind of asked Todd and Alan because they were building the motors for him at the time, and they kind of recommended me. So um, they played a huge part in me even being able to have this opportunity. Also, our crew guys, Sid Baldwin and Doug Marshall, um, they I always tell them they take a huge weight off my shoulders because literally when I go to the racetrack, all I have to worry about is dialing that car and doing my job on the starting line and on the racetrack, and they take care of everything else from tires to anything breaks, fixing it. You know, they just, they're a huge help and it wouldn't be possible without them. Um, also, my mom and stepfather, Larry and Suzanne Nail, they uh, got me into this thing and have supported me since day one, so it wouldn't be possible without them. And then also my girlfriend, Molly Markheim, she is always watching me from home and texting me and everything and she follows me really close when she can't be there so without their support that wouldn't be possible and it means a lot to me awesome um chris do you have any questions for ryan before you let him go now that your championship is settled the season's over are you already planning out for 2018 you know i i don't have any plans right now for 2018 i haven't talked to anybody to see uh, you know, where the plans are at right now. I'm still just enjoying the championship and we'll just have to see what the, what the off season holds for what, what'll happen in 2018. That's awesome. There's nothing wrong with that, but, uh, you know, obviously congratulations, you know, hell of a season, you know, um, great job with your championship. You know, you have a, you have an amazing looking car too. Um, it looks like it's absolutely prepped to the nines. Um, congratulations. Thank you both very much. I appreciate you both having me on. You're very welcome. And uh, hopefully we'll get to talk to you some more in 2018. That would be great. I wouldn't complain about that one bit. (laughs) All right, my friend. All right, Ryan, thank you very much for coming on. And I appreciate your time. Have a great evening. All right, thanks again. You guys take care. All right, bye-bye now. All right, Ryan Monford, your 2017 Division Five Stock Eliminator champ, and uh, go over and check out his page. Check out both of his cars. This, the uh, the Copo, obviously, the new technology, the old technology. It's all pretty cool stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Ryan Monford on Facebook. Be sure to check it out. So. What we got we got like fifteen or so minutes before our next interview. So shall we shall we break out the baseball bats and start beating it to death, Kel? Sure. 
Yeah. Sure. I mean, I guess I'm sure the boys are going to want to talk about it on Wednesday also, but I, we can uh, put our t- two cents in. And I, I mentioned on Facebook, if anybody else would like to call in or comment on Chris's uh, Facebook Live, go ahead. If you're uh, I will go back to Facebook calling. Live right now, actually. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Hold on. Click this. Wait for the little countdown thingamajig. There we go. All right. So, this past weekend, top field championship was settled. Brittany Force came out on top. They do the chase for the championship. Not everybody is a fan. I guess that's the nice way to put it. If you follow any of the stuff going on um, around Facebook and other web boards today, let's face it. I mean, we talked to we talked to Steve Torrance a month, three weeks, four weeks ago, whatever. And um, good evening, Andrew Calvani. How are you, Brian and Jack? How you doing? Um, a nice kid. Been through a lot, you know. Had some. Some ticker troubles, a little little bout of cancer. Um, family-owned team, family-owned business. They pretty much dominated the field. And then when they get to the countdown, the chase, whatever the hell you want to call it, gets <laughs> reset. Don't pull any punches, Chris. How do you feel? <laughs> you know? And I, well, you know, it's like I, I just don't like, I don't like it. I personally don't like it. It's one of the things that turned me off to NASCAR, and uh, it's, I just, I think it's stupid myself. You bust your ass throughout the year, you know, winning races, finishing in the top two, three, you know, every event, and then you go into the countdown chase thing with uh, 200-point lead and, you know, the next closest car that won compared to your six, eight, whatever events takes it home. I mean, not to knock Rydia Force. We've we've spoken to her. She's a very well-spoken young lady. She's very passionate about her racing. Can't take that away from her. But... You know, and I will say this also before we really get into it. Steve Torrance admitted in the interview before he said what he said, he goes, I dropped the ball. He goes, it's not like I was racing some also ran. You know, he's racing one of the best in the business in Antron Brown. And he was, you know, Steve was snoozing at the light and he lost a round, which sucks, but uh, you you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's a tough situation. So, okay, everybody pretty much, if you listen to this show, you know who my favorites are. And two of them are Brittany Force and Ron Katz. So I basically watched one of them get screwed because of the, t- of the countdown, and one of them benefit from the t- countdown. And I, will, I am pretty sure that if the tide was turned, Steve Torrance would love the countdown. It's always... Now, again, he prefaced it with that he, you know, when he needed to perform, he did not perform. But 
you know, it always seems like, you know, you love the countdown when it ben- it's anything. It's anything in racing. It's anything in life. If something benefits you, you like it. If it doesn't benefit you, you're going to complain about it. You know, whether or not you have a good, maybe you like, you could preface it and say, you know, it's like, it's like taxes. Everybody wants to complain about how much they pay in taxes, but it usually means that you make a lot. So it's like, kind of can complain about it, but it it means that you're in a higher tax bracket because you're probably making more than, you know, but if you're got a low tax bracket, you're not paying as much and you're benefiting from it, then you're okay with the taxes. I don't know. It's a weird, it, that was a really stupid uh, uh, comparison, but it is, it's, it's true. I'm sure if it would benefit you to change certain things about racing, you're going to fight for those things. You're not, it's not like you're thinking about, well, it really won't matter for me, but it'll benefit this competitor of mine, but it really won't affect me. It's like, well, no, you don't want that either. So it's uh, it's an interesting, it was an interesting day yesterday because I think every champion would have been different except possibly pro stock. It would have still been close with Bo. Bo may have won anyway, but I think everybody else, I think it's Ellie Conlet probably would have won. Scott would have won and probably Ron Capps. Uh, or I'm not right. Scott, Steve. <laughs> Sorry, Steve Torrance and Ron yeah. Capps probably would be the winners as well. So, but I have I've yet to find anything with exact. I think Steve definitely he's in it. Uh, he would have won for sure. I'm and I think Brittany would have finished third if I saw that if I read it correctly. And Ron Capps, I haven't gotten exact numbers, but it sounds like Ron Capps would have won too. And don't know about Bo yet either. Usually there is a website that like calculates all this stuff and awards them. Right around PRI. That would probably be a that would be a Nitro Joe question, I think. Yeah, I'm. You know what? Nitro Joe may know also. That is true. Yeah, it's um. You know, it's it's tough. I mean, it's sort of you know everybody's like, well, the drama of Pomona. It's like, I am sure that like. It, that anybody would take that. It's a that's a fan thing. If you're worried about drama at Pomona, I mean, I I think that's that's you're just you're benefiting the fans. That that basically means that a driver can be just the driver just has to get hot at a certain time. And the difference with sportsmen are yes, sportsmen doesn't count all of your races, but you can pick which ones you get hot at. It's like if I'm you know. If, if my motor hurt, gets hurt in June and I miss a race, I can go to the next race and win and then runner up and then semi and then win and then actually, you know, have issues again, but that's a whole other story. But I could basically have like moved that around in different ways. I could have started, you know, started with my new motor and not have done that well and then got hot later and, it would have been the same amount of points. That's the thing. Because it doesn't matter right. when you get hot as a sportsman. It just You just got to get hot for five divisionals and three sport, three nationals. And it doesn't matter if those, sport, those divisionals and those nationals are in July, August, September, October, November. Whatever. Who cares? That's the All difference. All right. A couple comments from, 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 face, <laughs> from Facebook Live. Yes. Go for it. Uh, from, one, well, actually, both of them from our our good friend and new father, 
uh, Jason Lawrence, well, he doesn't yes. 100% agree with the countdown, but countdown or not, you have to race all 24 events at 100%, which is absolutely yes. correct. And yes. he also stated that he knew the situation going into the event. I mm-hmm. totally agree with you. And granted, he said what he said, and he said it on national television. And again, what I'm going to say now is strictly my opinion. He didn't throw a shit fit like somebody else did and get out kicking the car. I'm going to guess I knew who that was. <laughs> right. I literally was watching Stranger Things with Don. <laughs> no, I have no antenna. I Or I have antenna. I don't have cable. So I have to get all my results. I do all my research later after the race. So, but that's is this, the thing. Is this, like, uh, are we going to have a Laverne and Shirley moment with the, with the, uh, with the foil and the standing in a certain position and to get no, the signal yes, for your TV? Could. Yeah, I know. But the thing is, is that I actually was talking to my dad about this this morning and it's like, you know what? I didn't even feel the need to like go online and, and get like Fox Sports one and like watch it or even like, you know, all access or anything. It's just, the class that I care about the most, they only show for 10 minutes. So why am I going to show, you know, why am I going to pay a hundred dollars to do that? So I had a lovely night with my man and my cat watching stranger things. And even before that, when everybody was talking about everything going on, I was like, I'm watching Webster because that little kid is cute. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, like my antenna does not get watched. Actually, the Goldbergs are on right now, which is a very good show. But Gold, anyway, I digress. But you digress. I digress. But anyway, so yeah, I mean, the thing is, is exactly what Jason said, and it was actually um, what Amanda said to me yesterday. The only time that something like that could really show, like, or I guess have meaning, some, saying something like that would have meaning if it was in the beginning of the year. You can't say that now that you lost as a result of it. You know, he would have said something he knew going in that, yes, you have to get hot, you know, and I guess you say that you have to get hot. Well, maybe if you're just a consistent driver all year round, maybe you don't have to get hot. I mean, let's use the guy, you know, let's use the guy I live with as an example. Don didn't get hot last year. Don stayed consistently going around all year and it landed him a dot 90 championship. So that proves that you don't need to get high, quote unquote, you can sort of just keep on moving and going rounds and stuff. And I think any top fuel car, I mean, that's what it should be. If you can consistently go rounds. now, again, you could have somebody else that's, you know, that is racing that person who's just, you know, third, fourth, you know, going to the, you know, averaging a semifinal finish, all 24 races. You get that one guy who maybe was averaging maybe first or second round for the first couple, you know, for the first couple races all the way up until Indy, not for several races going up until Indy, win like four or so or three or so, you know, after Indy, and now you're the world champion. So it's tough. It is. It's how you got to. And knowing that, you need to race like that. You need to know that you can't have it on kill 
maybe you can try to have it on till when it's not as important to be first because when you get to it, you know, when you leave Indy, everybody's going to, the points get reset. So it doesn't matter if you're 500 points ahead, like Steve Torrance was, you know, then he right. is lead dropped to five, five points. And that was terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Pascal's giving me a hard time saying, oh, if he wanted to listen to breathing, he'd run a porno. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't actually say that. I just felt like saying that. He was going to be oh, crap geez. about because all he could hear was breathing. So I took my headset off. There you go. Yeah, I got to be on a uh, speaker. I guess so. Any of this makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just a matter of we've, you know, you, they were all given the same rules at Pomona at the Winter Nationals, and you need to have a strategy. Everybody in any different class has a strategy, you know, and it, it varies class to class. And you need to have a strategy when it comes to points, when it comes to qualifying, when it comes to all this. You know, no, you know, we didn't the the. Point, the rules didn't change mid-season. You know, the only thing that changes is what we all know is going to change, and that's how much you're leading by or how much your deficit is. You know, it's just and, – and that's what it is. Maybe next year if he is in that same, you know, and that's the thing. He can either – you know, if he has a ride next year, he's going to be racing. This is not stopping him from racing. He, you know, he just needs to be a – you know, it's just like a lot of them. There, Some of them just – and maybe NHRA liked some of this little bit of drama. Maybe they didn't mind that Steve Torrance said, you know, bullshit three times on live national television. You know, maybe they didn't mind the Tanner Gray kick this car. I don't know. I'd actually be curious about that. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's the end of the year. Tanner feels like he hates to lose and he doesn't want to race anymore, then don't race anymore. Steve thinks that the countdown's BS, quote unquote then maybe he shouldn't race anymore. But I'm pretty sure that in Pomona, in about three months, we're going to see them both. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. One will have, have a muzzle, and one will be getting the cast off his foot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, when you don't have customers, or, yeah, when you don't have customers to... You know, or not customer. Yeah, when you don't have clients and sponsors to worry about, and you're a 18, 19 year old kid, and you can just race and tick off as many people as you want, then yeah, go for it. Yep. Um, of course, there was also the t- you know the usual talk of force laid down for his for his daughter and his son-in-law. Um. You know the the vast right wing conspiracies were out and about, of course, as always. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that, and I think John has said this before. You know, you know what I don't like. I don't lie. Just admit it. I mean, I'd respect you more if you admit that you laid down, because, you know, he is a team owner, and as a team owner, he his job is to get one of his teammates. At a championship, a winner circle, whatever. If right. there's a chance of him winning a championship, 
then, yeah, you lay down to make sure that one of your teammates, one of your cars, wins a championship. And like I said, I think yeah. I'd respect him more if he actually admitted that. Right. Well, it's like Christy Pascal just said, what's best for, and in quotes, the team is what is best. Yeah. And he's 100% yeah. right. Yeah. You may not like it. It may not be good for entertainment. But again, it goes back to what we said about the fans. Fans are great, but I mean, these car, you know, we all want to win. I could give, like, at least in my racing, I could give a crap if there's people in the stands. But these guys, I guess they do need people in the stands to buy the products that they're sponsoring. But really, you know, when all these things are benefiting, you know, when you're doing the countdown to benefit the fans, it's like, Sometimes you're going to lay down for your, you know, for your teammate to make sure that in the long run that one gets, you know, that car that has the ability to win a championship or win a race gets to that winner's circle, gets that championship, and maybe a fan is going to not be happy that it wasn't a good race. But, you know, it's, it's like business is business, too. This is a business. And right. you're going to have, you know, a fan that's going to be all pissed about it they're not going to have the impact as that person writing the check next year to ha- make sure that your cars are all, you know, ready for Pomona. Very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's go back here for just one second. So I'd look at something. Oh, no, 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 no. So, no more comments from Facebook Live yet, but there's still time. So yep. we're still we're we still waiting on guest number two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Let's do this. We okay. have. I mean, let me let me switch screens here so everybody can see. They can see what they're doing. The guy chasing. Lovehouse had a no show too. All right, so inside, let me turn it over so it looks professional. The official hat of Wheels Up Radio presented to you by, go the other way, by Lucas Oil Products. We have, oh, and Redman is in the house. What's up, Redman? We have all the names. They're all right here. Of everybody who entered to win the last California Crown Duster and our last giveaway for 2017. We can get some more stuff for next year. So, California, the original California Crown Duster, right here. We have, again, all the names. And we are going to include, and you have to, Put this on your car. It's hashtag damn it, Petro. For the entire season, take a picture of the sticker on your car and you holding the car duster and you send it to us. Why? Well, because it's fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and that's what we like to do. So let me just double check that nobody's calling in. Nope, we're good. We'll go back. Hi, Facebook Live. Again, all the names. I'm going to shake them up. 
I'm gonna put it over my head, block the light. Let me let me ignore it. Let me tilt my computer back so everybody can see. There we go. It's right here. I'm shaking them all up. I cannot see what I am looking at. I'm using my computer screen. I'm shaking them up. I'm gonna do that one more time. I'm going to shake them up again, and I will take, and I am going to choose a winner. We have a winner, and the winner is Jason McNeil has won the very last California Car Duster that we have. For 2017. So, Jason, right here. Jason. Oh, I suppose I should turn it over. I'm so professional. Jason McNeil, right here. This is confusing. There we go. There it is. <laughs> Got that? Got it. So, Jason, we're going to send you that. We're going to send you a hashtag, damn it, Petro sticker that you put on your race car. Take a picture of it. Keep it on all of 2018. Probably send you a Wheels Up Radio sticker, some pens, all kinds of goodies. We make, we make goodies. We make a little goodie bag out of it. So again, Jason McNeil, I will contact you. And would you be so kind as to give me your address? And I will give it out into the mail ASAP. So let me just go back. Okay. No we have breaking news. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold. Hold. We got to get the breaking. You need to give me the messages for this. There it is, right there. I just literally saw it a second ago. I wouldn't Ladies even. And I figured it I was quicker to tell attention. you that. I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you. To stop what you're doing and listen. Cannonball! Derek Kramer to to abandon Mopar for KB Racing Chevrolet. So. So Derek Kramer with the departure of Alan Johnson... I'm guessing that we've like no Mopars in the field now. And um, yeah, Derek Kramer will now be racing a Camaro. So I'd like to say congratulations because I mean, KB and a Camaro. I mean, that's pretty awesome. That's some good news. That was just posted 10 minutes ago on competition plus. So it's going to be all Chevys all the time. Um, yes, it seems like it. Um, I know it sounds bad. I'm a Camaro person, so I, I don't mind it. Not that they, any of them look like Camaros barely anyway, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> no, basically it's the Camaro show at this point. Unfortunately, with the demise of Pontiac, at least like back in the day, it was like either at a Pontiac, like that's I guess in the 80s, you either had, like, a, a, a Firebird or a Camaro. 
And then it became just right. Firebirds and then Grand Ams and then the Grand Ams and Cavaliers, I guess. So, yeah. Well, I know you and I talked about it. One of the things that I'm curious about with this deal um, that they that they made with that that the uh, competitors and postdoc made with NHRA is what kind of clauses are involved. You know, there's got to be. Oh yeah, I mean we've talked about different things about you know payout and the purse and. Maybe is it going to be something similar to how ProMod is ran, that ProMod has its own sponsor that comes in and sort of gives extra money um, to sort of make it worthwhile. Um, we have not really heard much about exacts. And, you know, and is this all just sort of a way of appeasing them? You know, do they feel like this is like a five-year plan and, HRA will still have, you know, pro stock gone in the next five, ten years. I'm not sure. But, unfortunately, I haven't heard much in stone. You know, we heard what Erica said at um, FEMA, and that's really that's all come, that's come out of it right now. And, um, yeah, I mean, un- unfortunately, yeah, that's it. And that's And it is all speculation, like I said. You know, even the speculation of, you know, will – at some point, you know, will there be an extra sponsor or, you know, how is it going to work? So, yeah, we'll, uh, I guess we will stay tuned. And when we have news, we will pass it along. Let us see what happens. So we're just waiting for guest number two, but so what are your off, what if, what are your off season Predictions. I mean, what do you think? What do you think about not, not just the pro side of life, just in general? What what do you, what's going through your head? Um, you know, it doesn't seem like this year is going to be like a crazy off season. I mean, in any aspect. I mean, I feel like last year there was there was a couple different changes and sponsorship changes and things like that. But I feel like this is going to be like an off year, but. There's really not going to be much changing. Um, you know, sometimes at the um, banquet, like at the Division One banquet, um, Dave Moon will announce something new to come out. Like, you know, um, I know last year Stock and Super Stock got some extra sponsors, so that was really cool. I know he, you know, he was on the show talking about how he tries to get sponsors for every class. So I'm not sure if maybe, you know, it'd be cool for him to be able to announce a sponsor for the dot 90 categories. So I guess that's more wishful thinking than predictions. Um, I really think everything's going to be sort of par for the course. I mean, again, another wishful thinking, I would like them to, and your and most of the people that you are friends with up there are going to probably be at my window with torches. Um, maybe move super street back down here for an event. But I'm sure that, you know, that would be nice. <laughs> Just so I don't have to travel night hours on Super Street in the national. But I digress. <laughs> but, you know, um, but, yeah, I mean, I really don't feel like I have any crazy predictions this year. I think it's it's going to be a mellow year. 
just people testing and you know, I think I feel like that's that's gonna be the deal. What do you think? I'm God, you know I'm I'm really curious to see how the pro stock stuff plays out and I'll I'll think I'll formulate a little bit more of an opinion um if we're actually able to talk to the person that I'm going to contact on Wednesday to try and set something up for after the holiday. Um, Obviously I work harder on the divisional side of things and I, I wish, I guess you could call it, call it my holiday wish is that, people can look outside their box and look at the bigger picture instead of just looking in that their narrow field of vision. Does that make sense? Mm, uh, Elaborate. You know, we want this, we want that. Well, you know, I, I go back to a quote that I heard a few years ago about a racer, not not in drag racing, in certain drag racing, said it's not my job to um, advertise for the track. It's the track's job to advertise and promote us. It's not my job as a racer to promote us. And I think that's one of the biggest crocs I've ever heard. I mean, obviously, I, I look think- at it differently because I'm, yeah. I'm not a competitor. I don't have the money wrapped up in it like you guys do. But I look at it from the fans' point of view of, you know, you don't hear a lot of stuff out there. And it doesn't take much to get it out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it's so ridiculously easy to spend, shit, two hours even. And in that local area, you know, say you go within a 100-mile radius, you pick all the newspapers, you pick all the media outlets, you, you know, you um, local message boards of towns and cities around say, hey, look, there's an event this weekend at wherever, you know, come check it out, you know, put, the, put up the poster that, you know, include that in there and try and make some kind of deal with tickets possibly, you know, is that, is that, is that a, yeah. a little bit more of an elaboration? Um, I mean, I think the thing is, is like as, as a racer, when you say, you know, two hours to go do all that stuff, it's like I don't have two hours in, in the summertime. I wish I had two hours. If I had that two hours, I'd probably be sleeping, to be perfectly honest. For the pro, yeah. you know, for, and maybe, you know, that is where these tracks need to be hiring. I mean, you think about it. Companies these days you know okay i'm i'm looking at a cup right now i'm looking at okay i'm looking at an arctic cup it's like a um yeti amanda gave it to me for christmas last year i'm thinking about that arctic cup and that arctic cup is popular and how do we know because the word of mouth it's basically a knockoff of an arctic and it's as good it's probably like a third of the price there it's a great thing they have a marketing team and that marketing team is as important as the 
group that builds it, as the group that designs the covers for it, that people buy more of them because you can buy make them pink. You know, right. everybody sort of works together. And, you know, I don't think that, that necessarily the racers have the time to be able to market. And as a local business, I think a track needs to have a marketing team. And it's as important as the as, – and in some cases, it's as important as the guy that is starting the cars, like as the starter on the starting line activating the Christmas tree. Because if it is a race where it is dependent on fans, that's the other thing. The class I run is not that dependent on fans. We sort of pay our own way. The only thing that would affect us is if the fans didn't come and they didn't have the race, and it's just like we'll go somewhere else. You know, top fuel car can't just go somewhere else. The fans, if the fans don't show to their that you know to their race that they're the show at, that affects them more than if you know fans don't come to a circuit race that I'm at. It that's I paid my money. I paid my hundred plus dollars to come in. That race is going to go no matter what. Um, so right. knowing a track, you know, a, a track that's having a national event. Call the radio stations, call, you know, get newspaper articles, get the commercials. I mean, I will say when I am watching TV at night around the English town and around the Keystone, I see commercials. That's great. And maybe that works. Um, I feel like there is a point where commercials are great and then you go online and you see how much they cost and you say, there's no way in hell. I can't afford that. We've talked about that ad nauseum. So, I mean, marketing can only go so far. I will say that, too. Marketing can only go so far with all this because you can really want something. You can want this Arctic Cup. You can want a real Yeti. If you can't afford it, it doesn't matter how much you want it. Right. So there's a whole other part into into that. And, yeah, I mean, I can tell friends and family to come to a race or whatever, but really that hour or two that I can be doing that, I need to go work on my combination. I need to get the car clean. I need to wash. I need to take a shower. Or not take a shower. I need to take, wash, the, wash the trailer, wash the motorhome, go grocery shopping. All that people just, you know, we don't just show up at the racetrack. It's a week-long endeavor. It's like me and Don have to plan our weeks around a race, whether we just got back from one and we need to, like, clean up and get everything back in by the next Wednesday or Thursday. It's, it's a whole week's it's a whole week's thing. It's not just jump in the truck and, leave, you know, get t- jump out of the truck on a Sunday night and jump back in Saturday morning and leave. It's, I wish it was that sometimes it's, you know, and, and in that process, knowing that we all have jobs and shows and things like that. And I mean, this is the best I can market, you know, sports and racing and myself to have this show. But other than that, right. there's not, you know, I don't have much time after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I, I that's something that I've really taken a, a keen interest in since we started this was just trying to get um the word out of what it takes to get the word out. And I've I've learned a lot. I'm no marketing guru by any stretch of the imagination, but I have I have learned a ton over the past almost four years. Mm-hmm. So. I have another question on this. Okay. Yep. If you are 
you know, me as a racer that is attending a race versus, you know, rate that racetrack, and I'm not going to use exact names because this is sort of, this can be a positive or negative. I'm going, to, I'm attending a race at racetrack X this weekend. And I okay. go and tell the newspapers or whatnot, you know, would the marketing team or the track manager at racetrack X be upset that I'm sort of stepping on the marketing team's toes? Honest, what? Probably hmm? uh, from the from the other room, we're getting a probably. They shouldn't, but I'm sure they would. They should. They uh, yeah. All right. Clarification on that. They shouldn't because you're trying to help, but they probably would. Yeah, it's an ego. People. Yeah. Now, back up a little bit. National event at New England Dragway. You received a frantic text from me about an interview on a radio station. Remember that? Wow, that was a bad one. If you're, you know, we go, you and me, what's one of the biggest things that you and I talk about? Research and being prepared, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, all these people that you have had the opportunity in the past two years to interview from all over the country, you may, you may not know who so and so is, but you go on, you contact me, you say, "Hey, what's that person's name again? Where is you know? Do you know what division they race in?" And then you just when you do your research, the worst interview I heard, and I was practically like losing my mind when I was texting Kelly about this was. Local radio station to us interviewed um, Troy Coughlin. You know, well, we're talking about the race and talking about the cars, and the the host of the show goes, so, "Are you from a family that races? <laughs> Have you been around this one time?" And I about lost my freaking mind. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I mean, there's two schools of thought on that, but maybe a little bit of a background would be nice. Like, you know, maybe look up their names and just read a quick bio on all of them. But then there's other people that don't want to know anything and want to get to know you. But I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle where I just want a background. And then I want to ask you questions that I think of. I don't do much prep and then probably show sometimes. But to me, I want to feel like I'm having a conversation with the person I'm, re- I'm, I'm interviewing. I don't want to have all these, you know, okay, this is, all, this is what I want to ask. Because it may, they may ask, they may answer a question in a way that I feel like I need, I want some elaboration on that. But, I mean, besides the point when I asked the guy a couple weeks ago about going to Vegas and he said I already closed the championship. Now, again, that was, an, that was a computer issue that I did not realize <laughs> that he didn't win yet. <laughs> there were, he there actually were had won and that was the thing. There but was, that was a computer was glitch. One, there was the one with Justin Lamb because no, NHRA – well, no, and then the NHRA had released that Justin Lamb also had won the stock championship on top of 
the Superstock Championship, and then he went and corrected oh, yeah. them and said, mm-hmm. yeah, that's not 100% right, and they just kind of went, oh, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, know, no, I, so there's know. always those things, but yeah, I mean, a little bit of preparation on that probably would have shown, you know, that that would have probably not been the best question to ask. But I gotta give an E for effort for actually bringing all those guys to a local radio show because I don't understand why none of them go on like Preston and Steve down in Philly where I, you know, what I always listen to every morning. It's like, why don't you bring them down there? They're, they'd be a great fit. Right. So, I mean, we all, we all got something to learn. We all got something to bring to the table. It's just a matter of all the sides getting together and putting it all together. And Will it ever happen? No, probably not. It's a great dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, can only do what you can do. And, you know, we're, we've been lucky with all of us that are involved in the show that we've developed some excellent relationships with the people in our division. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, they appreciate the things that we do. They've told, you know, almost every one of them has told all of us that at one point in time. So yeah, just keep on keeping on. Mhm. No, and that's basically what you know. It's all you can do, and you just try to everybody just get along and realize that we, in the end, we all want the same thing. We want we want to keep this fine sport of ours, drag racing, alive as long as possible. And you know, if if it feels like we're stepping on each other's toes in the process, like, just accept it and say, like, they don't mean any harm from it. It's, you know, and if it feels like maybe somebody's not pulling their way, it's like, well, maybe they're just trying to make sure that they can keep racing because, you know, in the end, that's really what we want to do the most. I mean, we want to at least make sure that we're out there. And if it means that we may not necessarily be able to get you know, our names out there. I mean, you you do have to take care of your co- your customers and your sponsors. You do have to take care of them. But oh, yeah. other than that, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing. You do have to be careful. You, know, you, have, you have to make sure that you do make time for your sponsors and make sure you're representing them properly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so what are you going to do on Monday nights for the next three months? Well, um, the funny thing is, is that Don's been working late. I don't know if he will stop a little bit on Monday night, but I'm sure I will just probably work late at my job because now I need to pay for everything again. <laughs> <laughs> it's called overtime, and it's a wonderful thing. But, no, that's that's probably what I'll do, do some relaxing with the cat. Um, that's That's sort of what I do. I just... Try to, you know, maybe me and Donald go out to dinner occasionally and enjoy our time. But, yeah, no, it'll it'll just be nice. Usually, it's funny because the the Mondays that I'm the most tired are in the summer and I have the show anyway. So, it's like, now it's like Monday. It's just like, oh, another night I come home and do nothing. Hey, this is the time right. to do that right now because it does. It's only a little bit of time and it's, so you take the good with the bad. You miss racing, but it's 
nice to wake up on a Saturday morning sometimes and have like nothing pressing to have to do and to roll that into Sunday and even roll that into Monday after you come home from work because in the summertime I am basically packed filled with lawn cutting and car cleaning and oil changes and food gathering and all that fun stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, I told my wife the other day on Friday, she's going, what are you going to do this weekend? Nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. Yeah. You enjoy it. Yeah. Sometimes necessary. It's, uh, it's Sometimes you just need a break. Yep. You know. Soon enough, I will be flying all over the country again. So. Oh yeah, no, that is the case. When you do, you know, when that is your job, and I get you'll be starting that up again soon, I believe. Yeah, I'm going to be staying slightly local for a little bit, and then um, probably after the first year seems to be when uh, the big traveling starts on the weekend. So, see what happens. But you got to get money now for the, your next cruise. Yeah, this is true. So, and um, <laughs> we're also working on some stuff for 2018 for the distinct possibility of Wheels Up Radio being at every divisional event um, in NHRA Division One. So, um, I will have a hard and firm answer. Um, after the first of the year, um, mm-hmm. Wheels Up Radio is also going to be doing um, $25 per race for the Mid Atlantic Dot 90 Association Best Losing Package. So we're going to offer $25 for each race, so 50 bucks a weekend. Um, that was our contribution to the uh, association that we've become so fond of. So, yeah, no, and, and we, uh, I appreciate it as a super street driver. And since it's best losing package, I'm gonna hope I don't win it that much. Unless like I win it in the final, maybe if I have to lose in the final. But no, I, I appreciate right. it very much. It's it's very nice to do um, for the circuit and. We appreciate you coming down for the pig race. Hopefully next year will work out. You can come down again because we do. That's one of my favorite races uh, of the year, just hanging out. I've already been told that the pig race will be on our agenda for next year. Oh, there you go. Yep. Yes, as much as the rest of your busy schedule. Yep. Drag our son all over the East Coast. That's all right. It's good for him. Uh, I think that would be lovely. I do too. Really, he he actually has a lot of fun doing it. He, he may complain a tiny little bit, but he has a lot of fun doing it. There you go. Um, we're going to be back this coming Wednesday night, starting at seven o'clock. Uh, Kelly Kondratik's going to be joining us. We're going to be speaking to Ken Hanley and also Shane Westerfield, and. Uh, we're going to take Thanksgiving week off. I will play best of. I haven't decided which one yet. So we're not going to leave you completely abandoned. And we've got a couple of guests we're working on um, 
for after Thanksgiving. I made a couple of contacts today, so we'll see if we can get some people on. We'll wind down the entire 2017 season. <laughs> and the crying sound effects in the background. So no. that's that. And uh, we will bid Kelly a fond adieu. She will be back here and there as her schedule allows throughout the off season. But uh, Milk Up Radio weekend wrap-up show is, is her next to Waylon is her baby. And uh, she was so a- kind a- and enough preppy. to uh, love And prep. That's right. we got to remember <laughs> yeah. prep. Mm-hmm. Um, she's going to come back in 2018 better than ever. So, Kelly, yeah. uh, this is our little, our little tribute to you for the last show of Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap-Up Show 2017. <laughs> Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just sing a song and think about sunny That's awesome. <laughs> so, oh my God. I'm sure there's a few people you would like to thank for uh, your second season of Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap Up Show. Yes. Okay. So I made I made a list because I'm that bad. I just didn't want to forget anybody because that's a terrible thing. Okay, first I wanted to thank you guys, you and Tanya and Elijah. This has been an awesome couple years doing this show, and I hope I keep you guys entertained because you guys are running it. So I'm hoping I at least make you guys laugh. Um, my parents, because they introduced me to racing, and I would definitely not be doing a show about it if I knew, you know, didn't know about that. Uh, my brother and my sister-in-law, my niece, who I'm going to see tomorrow. I'm very excited. Hopefully I can get her in a race car in a couple of years. My Uncle Jimmy, because I feel bad every time he came to the racetrack. I feel like I put him to work this year. Larry King, who built my race car, and he's going to be working a little bit on my new race car. Um, the uh, best-kept secret in drag racing. He's my fave. He's my boy. Um, select Performance, Awesome Converter, ET Transmissions. Um, E-Man does the best transmissions. HHP Motorsports, which is Huber, Harbor, Fur, and Field. I've had Bill Fur and B-Money on this year, and they are – those are my favorite episodes to be able to have my friends on and talk about their wins and everything, and we just all laugh. And like Amanda said, it's like hanging out with your best friends, and I'm glad that they can come on and they support me with this show and everything. Dave Long, who's also part of the crazy group, Amanda, who 
I still joke about when she came on and we were talking and then B came on and called her a little girl. We still, we, we replayed that, that episode in the trailer a couple times last year because we just joke about it. Rob, who is my guy. Hi, always asks, I'm Amanda Boychesco, uh, yeah. driver of the ATI. <laughs> Rob, I can always, Rob's like my go-to like helper. Like, Hey, I need, I need help with this. Like, can you get me? He's like my, uh, he, he can uh, he can find me any info on the internet, so I appreciate that. Roy from Hoosier, TJ from Ford Nine Inch, DJ from Acco. I can always ask him about stuff. And Devo, I've always asked both of them if they have VPC fifteen at the shop at the track. S and W, my newest sponsor, Sylvie's Automotive. And from Sylvie's Automotive, last but not least, Don, my love who just got home from work, who puts up with me. He's very quiet when he is here during the show, so I can focus and brings me water and a tissue if I need it because I've had horrible allergy problems lately. But he never, you know, he never says no. He never is a jerk about it. And he just supports me and, you know, supports me here on the track, off the track. Whether I'm, like, just, you know, Shopping at the four, and he says, "Yeah, buy that." Or, you know, if he's here and he's just like, "Wake up!" <laughs> I would not pick anybody else to go through life with. He's my he's my man. He's my favorite person in the world. I I love him to death. So I'm excited to hang out with him all winter. He makes the winter go by because. Hey, I hate the winter. It sucks. But hey, I I booked my Hershey vacation this weekend so, or today, so we'll be live from the Vision One banquet again, like last year, which was a riot. I should look. I should replay that video soon. That was pretty fun. <laughs> so that is it, and I appreciate everybody for listening. I really do. I if I mean I'd have fun just talking to Chris and all of our you know all of our people that come on our guests. That would just be more fun. That would be fun anyway. But having people actually listening and enjoying and coming up to me and telling me they're fans means a lot. And yeah, that's that's everything I think for me. And yeah, I'll be on the Wednesday night show when I can and do some live stuff and check out my blog on S and W as me and my dad try to turn my Z twenty eight that I drove around in high school into a badass race car. Well, very cool. I obviously, first and foremost, I have to thank my wife Tanya and my son Elijah. Kelly, you've become one of my better friends that I that I have, and thank you very much. And obviously, thank you to to the Donald, um, <laughs> everybody at the Atlantic Dot Ninety Association. You guys have all become very good friends too. Obviously, especially you, Rob. <laughs> I, I drive I drive him I drive him nuts, but he's he's a he's a good guy. He's a hardworking person. He does everything for the racer, and that's how it should be. All the people mm-hmm. that we've talked to all year long, taking you know, ten, twenty, sometimes thirty minutes out of their busy day to come on and talk with us you know, shoot the bull about their racing and their wins and their championships. Um, all the media people that I've contacted and have helped us get guests such as um, Brittany and Ashley Forrest, Tom McEwen, 
Steve Torrance, all you know, all these big names that you wouldn't think a little old show like we have um, would be able to get um, guests like that. You know, all the sportsman racers, all the bracket racers, you know, everybody that was a guest on our show, I want to thank them. Thank everybody who listens, because I'm sure to a certain extent we drive you completely insane, and that but that's okay, because that's half the fun, because we enjoy having <laughs> all of you involved in, involved in what we do. And without you guys, I mean, it sounds completely cliche, excuse me, without all of you tuning in, listening to us, talking to us at the racetrack, supporting us one way or the other, you know, following the, the stupid antics that we do, um, it would, this whole thing would not be going into four years come January 16th. So mm-hmm. that's my list. And I remember listening to the first show. This was way before I just heard that this show was going to come out, and I'm like, oh, let me check this out. And I listened to it, and I never would have thought in a million years that I would be not only just a guest on it, but to have my own show on it was kind of crazy. But it actually happened, and thanks to you. Yep. Well, that you know that that was the defining moment. I I truly believe that show um, at English Town was a defining <laughs> moment for us. Not just not just because of just not because of just having the girls on, because you know let's face it, mostly it's the guys that get the, the play. But to have <laughs> that quality of racer in all of you guys and in that setting and getting the exposure that we got out of it and to have the conversation that we've had you know we started out with the girls of division one ladies of division one then we had the young guns and then you know the 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 animals that are the top sportsman guys you know wouldn't, mm-hmm. wouldn't trade those wouldn't trade them for the world, you know. Fast Freddy yeah. and, uh, and Ed Foley and all all those guys. Um, I've already talked to Frankie Aragona. We're gonna do a comp show um, at English Town next year. So awesome. Yep. Yeah, Listen, I think that became one of our defining moments and one of our, you know, go-to shows. So. Thank you. I thought you meant what the night before when it was my first time on the show and I drove around on the golf cart. That was good too, driving around on the golf cart with no light on, not being able to yeah, see where I'm you were going. Yeah, now. Yeah, I. Yep. Uh, well, it was the battery one, so it was the slow golf cart too for the first couple of years. Yep. But yeah, now I got this faster one and. The word, the only thing is, is that Facebook Live is tough there because we, uh, for some reason, it's just not good service there. So it'd be nice to do some Facebook Live, but I think they need some, they need a better tower near English Town. Yeah, it would be nice. You know, you come from up here in the Northeast and you think, oh yeah, go down to, you know, the New York City metro area. You know, you're not going to be able to turn a corner and not have service, but... Learn lessons. No, but the but the irony is, is Maple Grove, which is in that hole, has its own dedicated Verizon tower at the top of the lane. <laughs> right. Mhm. So crazy end to 2017. We're not we're not done talking about it yet. Like I said, we'll be back Wednesday night. 
at uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And that is a wrap for 2017 Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap-Up Show presented by Selfies Automotive. Um, yes, I appreciate it. Can't it feels, wait for 2018. It feels, like it feels like we're flicking the switch a little bit. But that's all right because everything's going to be back. when The Weekend Wrap-Up Show will continue the Monday after the first event in 2018. So mm-hmm. for that, click on this here little bit, little button. This concludes our broadcast day. <laughs> Never gets old. Uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Talk talk to you soon. Yep. See ya. Peace.